It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Bottom. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Let's go into the abyss. Let's, <laughs> let's just head first. I mean, we haven't been into the, the abyss before the last week of January in four years, right? It's been a bit, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a while, like pre-Lafleur. Yes. Yeah. The last time was yeah the the year that they fired. Here McCarthy. we go into the wild blue abyss, dark dark black ab- abyss. It's just yeah. But anyhow, I see a to help us with tonight, the abyss. John, what's going on here? Right. Do this is to help guest? us out of the abyss, Aaron. To to pull us okay. through the darkness and the abyss is we we have uh, Jim Widener back with us again. Oh, Jim. <laughs> Hello, guys. Hey, what? Uh, how did the opening line when Packers play the Niners next week? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm living in. I'm living in denial, and you are correct. Yes, too soon. Yeah, that's that, that's what I thought. I. I and and the Niners are opening plus thirteen and a half. So <laughs> easily. Would, yeah, that was a uh, Mister Irrelevant would smash this defense. Just destroy it. Uh. All right. Well, well, let's, I mean, let's do I mean, this if first. This, if this defense didn't destroy itself, right, right. We'll I say mean, this first, uh, though, Aaron. Let's let's get the introductions out of the way. Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to mention, of course, everybody. You can follow the show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. I know Aaron is on Twitter as well. Where do they find you, Aaron? Jonathan Barnett. You can find me at Cheddar Talk at Cheddar Talk. I have not been banned recently. Yay! And Glory where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. It, it got a little, it got a little hairy during the uh, uh, speaker of the house stuff last week, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm still here. <laughs> good, good. And uh, Jim, I know I follow you. I know Aaron follows you. Uh, would you let everybody else know where they can find you on Twitter? They can find me at Jim Widener fifty one, the number five, the number one. Right. So, and I've tried to get banned after Elon Musk <laughs> bought Twitter, and I have not achieved my goal. Yeah, it's, no. it, it's it, it's hard. I mean, you really have to like. I, I didn't threaten somebody, but I told them to slap themselves. <laughs> oh, and I called somebody from Georgia. Um, uh, uh, yeah, toothless, yeah, redneck, toothless yeah. meth head redneck. There you go. Yeah. That's the line. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. the line. Yeah. You you so attack you their whiteness. The truth. <laughs> yes, yes, Jim. Jim. Oh, you have to okay. use truth. You have to use truth yeah. to get banned. You attacked their whiteness, Aaron, and <laughs> that was not going to work. All right. Anyhow, um, I take offense to your bologna sandwiches with mayo. Uh, are you frying that? That's ridiculous. That's impossible. Are you putting onions on that bologna? You're uh, crazy. What are you doing with that peanut? Don't you dare boil that peanut. That's so gross. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to roll into everything now that we have tried to talk ourselves up. We're going to go right into talking about everything that we have for Wisconsin sports again this week, and we'll begin that with the segment we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. 
main event, as per usual, at least for now, is the Green Bay Packers. We won't do our full requiem for a season, but we want to talk about the last game. We'll look back a little bit here, but we do like to give the Packers, you know, the requiem for a season thing a little bit more time. Um, and again, it's we've only had one that hasn't been a requiem since we started this podcast. I guess yeah. five years ago here, we had six years ago, Aaron and I were on the last word on sports version of this podcast. Um, was it green, gold, and bold we had for a year? Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's what we called it. Yeah. And then we kicked out one independent. Um, but, I mean, we, we still love we really, Last Word on Sports, when, by the way, because Aaron... We couldn't and, do half an hour of Packer content in the middle of April. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jim and I still do write for Last Word on Sports, so go check that out, of course. Uh, last Word on... Last Word on... Pro, is it Pro Football? I'm trying to remember how it says it. I think it's Pro Football. Last and then, Word on NFL, isn't it? Yeah, and NFL. I, There's also a Packer-specific page, so... Yes. Because yes. the Packers Thank are one of the... Our, one, our Canadian friends. One of the few um, sports fan bases that has enough to merit having its own page at the first off and early. It was Steelers and Packers were the first two, I think, for the NFL off of uh, Last Word on Sports. But anyhow, uh, Matt LaFleur gets up today and says that basically he doesn't imagine that he's going to be firing uh, Joe Barry. And not only that, but he said not a lot of offseason changes. Right, because this went really well other than what? I mean, there were some injuries. They had to deal with Bakhtiari's injuries. They lost Gary, which is huge. Um, and they lost Campbell for a good chunk in there, but Campbell looks kind of spent now for some reason. He, I don't looks, know. he looked terrible last night. He looked he slow. He looked very slow. He looked like a down lineman trying to cover tight ends. It was miserable watching him, and I'm glad you brought him up. My Lord, he looked terrible. Well, I think I that's if he, I wonder if he's still injured too. That's of it. the things that I think looking at this season right now, the things that hurts most other than coaching, if we're going to just say players on defense, having, uh, yeah, having Quay, Quay not play up to kind of expectations. Although everyone's lauding, I mean, I guess I'll, I don't know your take on this, Jim, but everybody's lauding Quay for, I think he set the Packers record for tackles by a rookie, which is a dumb record, by the way, because in case people don't know, tackles aren't an official stat. If you have individual defensive players on your fantasy team and you're wondering why sometimes all the stats correct overnight, it's because the tackles are assigned by the team and the NFL doesn't keep track of them. There is no official NFL stat on tackles. If you go to the pro football reference page for, you know, Ray Nischke or Dick Butkus, none of them have any tackles because even the teams didn't bother trying to track that as a stat back then. Ray Nitschke has it, no it, even unofficial tackles. None. It, it, all you have to say is Blake Martinez led the Packers right. in tackles for and, several years. It and A.J. Enough. Hawk is the, the all-time team leader. You're like, he's not really, but whatever. Well, and I'd like to bring up another former Packer, Hardy Nickerson, uh, uh, who, who is – he is HOF, right? Is he? No, I don't think he is. For, Did he not make? Anyways, I I still remember like uh, back in his early years in Tampa when Tampa just absolutely sucked. Like he was the, the oh the the oh the one in fifteen Tampa teams that used to exist. Um, <laughs> he had like two hundred and forty to two hundred and sixty tackles a season, which I mean isn't unrealistic because they were on defense most of the time, but that's impossible, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Especially when you're between Hawk and Martinez, we'll just use them as examples. We're making <laughs> right. their tackles. 10 to 12 yards down the field every time. 
I, I just like I mean, I, they weren't they weren't pile jumpers, but they were right. somebody who made yeah they made the tackles, ten to fifteen yards down the field. It's just it, it, it was it's a worthless stat, and it doesn't. Yeah, and also well, it's like errors sometimes. We're like, well, why why does Derek Jeter have no errors when he's you know one of the oldest shortstops in baseball? Like, well, because he can't even get to the ball, so he still he yeah. couldn't get to the ball, so he couldn't commit errors. Uh, AJ Hawk was making tackles because. Nobody was blocking him because he was so far downfield. And you're like, okay. Uh, I'm looking up Hardy Nickerson, and the best thing is when you Google it on my phone here, it has Hardy Nickerson, American coach, and the next under Hardy Nickerson, junior football player. It has the same photo for both of them. Yeah, and it's, and it's his son, actually. Too, <laughs> it is Michael. his son, yes. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, no, no, I wildly over-exaggerated. It was 214, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to see if he is – I, not in Hall of Fame. That's the page. Not in Hall of Fame. Hardy Nickerson. Okay. www. Not in Hall of Fame. Dot com. That's, that's the saddest <laughs> NFL page ever. Oh my gosh! It's literally not in Hall of Fame. Dot com. Uh, Hardy Nickerson number one thirty eight on that list. Okay. Oh, uh, especially especially since what's his name, the GM for San Francisco, is in the Hall of Fame. That's a joke too. But either way. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, that on defense, especially the fact that he got in before the Leroy Butler was yes, who was way better. Okay, we need yeah, the digressions because my mind doesn't want to address this season. But um, just I don't know. Quay did not meet my expectations this year. He's super fast, but and and I don't know how much of it's scheme. Is he being told to sit back and wait to see where things go? Uh, I, th- I really feel like it would have been a better idea to take him and just say. Hey, gap discipline. You have B gap. You know, like just watch B gap attack. Like roll downhill or, or just say you have both A gaps. Anything run in there, just kill. You know, just go. Um, and uh, just, just. Well, I, 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 I think you can also play a part in the fact that how disappointing the defensive line was this year. We're coming yeah. into the season being one of the most deep positions on that defense. I thought they played, they didn't play up to expectations either. So, well, I mean, you get better play out of your defensive line. Of course, your linebackers yeah. are clean and can make tackles. And I just – it didn't happen. Yeah. No, that's true. That's that's a good point. The defensive line did not play – Kenny Clark had some time in the middle of the season where it seemed like he was ready for the year to be done and was just kind of holding the point of attack and not much else. He played great last game, actually. During the yeah, last – I mean, the, la- the last couple games he actually yeah. turned it on. I just – I thought uh, Jaron Reed had some good moments where – rushing the passer yeah, and i couple. think he played better at the end of the year dean lowry how he's still earning a paycheck is still beyond me i i just it, it blows my mind he's he's kind of at this point a, a pure pass rush d and at the and he's not out there for run support because he can't do it anymore uh he was never great at that no. but yeah uh and, and now having watched wyatt play a couple times what is joe barry doing leaving him on the bench like, I don't get it at all. He looks like he can really play. Well, I, I think, if you don't mind, let's rewind to what you just said here just Perfect. a few minutes ago, is the fact that LeFleur came out and said he doesn't see him making a change at defensive coordinator. And I don't care how well they play towards the end. I mean, the fact that Joe Barry, you're going to bring him out again, mm-hmm. say in, if he returns in 2023, you're going to see the same issues where he doesn't adapt and then when he finally adapts, I mean, the, the, the damage is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, the fact that he has a job, that he got the job in the first place is just to me is mind blowing. And that just shows, it, it, it just paints 
uh, uh, Lafleur in a bad light. I just I I don't think he did a good job coaching this year, and I thought he one of the reasons they're out of the playoffs is because of him, mm-hmm. Matt Lafleur, and his decisions he made. And I'm going to be doing an article on Last Word on Sports, just illustrating how many mistakes Lafleur made this year that led to what happened last night, and the fact that you know. Uh, knee biter or whatever dan campbell outcoached him last night yeah i mean that just says a lot yeah well, because, I because because dan because dan campbell has passion and lafleur has zero passion nor does yeah. joe barry i mean it's the fraternity of coaches in the nfl we've talked about this all season long about joe barry and he's only a coach because he somebody owes him something for something that somebody else did and it's it, it's it, it's a joke like he's only a coach because he knows other people who know Matt yeah. Lafleur, and that's the only reason why he's a coach. It, it it it's 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 garbage. And and the thing is too is that when you try and hire another coach, and that's what makes that's what makes uh, Sean uh, Sean McVay such a, a, a kind of a rebel is he's the first one that came through and started doing that, and that dude's about to get ushered out of L.A. <laughs> you know, like. And well, I, I think it, the fact that it's he's Joe Barry is Rod Marinelli's son-in-law, right? And right. It, 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 it's so it's inbred. Not, the entire coach, chance. every there, there are no coaching trees. It's a recycling symbol. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just inbred as hell. And everybody mm-hmm. knows everybody, and everybody does this, and everybody. I mean, explain to me why, why. Um, I was going to say Matt Millen was allowed to be a GM in the NFL for as right. long as he was. I mean, it's, it's just, it's everybody, everybody's. It's how Dan Campbell became a coach. Yeah. To be it's, honest, it's because he played for guys and he played in Detroit and they said, sure. He's kind of coached for some other people since being a player. Let's make him a head coach. I mean, uh, Matty Patty. Yes. You know, oh. Same thing. Like Matty Patty. It, it, what, where did oh. he come from? Like Here's he has no example. credentials except for the fact that he he coached for Belichick mm-hmm. at some point, which has well, not worked out for anybody. You go take a look at Washington's offensive coordinator is Scott Turner. It's North Turner's son. Son, of course. And he has done nothing, but somehow he went from he was a quarterback's coach with the Vikings. He got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a quarterback's coach. Well, under Norv, his dad was the offensive coordinator. Uh, when Rivera was with the Panthers, he was the quarterback's coach when his, you know, because his dad knew uh, Rivera. Mm-hmm. And then he got the offensive coordinator job. He did nothing to show that he should have earned that offensive coordinator job. It's it's mm-hmm. about who you know. Hey, hey. Joe Barry got three chances being a defensive coordinator. And hey, but you know what? You know what? Hey. It, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. Houston bit the bullet. And made the Rooney Rule quota by hiring Lovey Smith for one year, so well, nobody else has to look outside of you know the usual coaching. Well, and also uh, the Dolphins very clearly tampered with the entire league to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton, and then to do so they fired an African American coach who had been doing well with that team, and yep. then realized that when he sued them that they couldn't do it, and then backed all the way out. Like that happened. And like, yeah, they lost their first round, and, pick. And, then, and then pulled the minority coach card because uh, uh, McDaniel is half, yeah, African American, right? I have yeah. no idea, but yeah, no, yeah whatever it is. 
Yeah, he is. is. That, that, that's what they pulled and said. <laughs> Flores is a horrible coach anyways, but anyhow. No, but, I, I think the fact that these but, guys. But, but he, he, traded, he treated Tua like crap, but at least he didn't run him out. There were three concussions like uh, McDaniels did. Right. So. No. Oh, would have so. been something. Hey, yeah. let's get back to the game that happened uh, last night. I, want, I, ha- I have some rants. Jim, keep talking about what you're talking about because I have some things to say. <laughs> no, I, I, I just I think it, it goes back to the fact of you have come out in your press conference after the game or today and you said, yeah, we're going to roll with the same people that we did uh, this year. He he just got the definition of insanity. He, he, this is the like Lafleur's press conferences are crazy. The number of times he comes out and they're just like, you only ran five times with Aaron Jones, who appears to be the best player on your team. He's like, yeah, it's unacceptable. We can't have that. Yeah. Like, man, you call the plays. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, who else are you going to look to? He just says things like, yeah, no, none of that's good. It's unacceptable, and we can't have these things. And that comes on me. And you're like, okay. And he and he just kind of has a kind of a bland. Nothing answer for everything. Laissez faire. It's that kind of Belichick thing where, like, I'm not going to give you anything, um, which, you know, that's why he never actually shows up on much for what he says in press conferences because he never says anything. But then he comes out firmly in defense of the one guy who has massively failed this team over and over again. Um, But at the same time, just Dan Are you talking about Aaron Rodgers or Joe Barry? Yes and yes. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) But then... Dan Campbell is the opposite. He just go in, in a way. He's like the opposite, but also the exact same. He comes out with like super rah rah nothing, which is what like the media loves hearing it. It's it's the same reason why like, the media loves PJ Fleck and they love Dan Campbell, not because of anything else other than like man, they really do look like a coach we could put in a movie. Like it's like yeah, that doesn't mean they can actually coach no no let's but not, it's but fun let's, let's not put dan campbell at pj fleck level come on I but mean, he kind of is I, he, he he's actually oh, done, he's I, he's actually he's actually done something in two seasons like i i don't think, I don't think, dan, I, I don't think dan campbell i think dan campbell is a head coach and i yeah. think matt lafleur is an offensive coordinator playing head coach true and uh, i that's that's all i see is I I don't see anything Somebody from Dan who, Campbell yet. I don't know what he is. I mean, he beat a team that looked that bad, but barely. Yeah, twice. Dan Cam, Dan Campbell's a leader. Like he, that's yeah. what he does, and what he does doesn't. It, what does that mean? It's, Doing he's, what? He's he's a leader. He doesn't. He says kneecaps, exactly. and that's a leader. Hey, hey John, stop. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett was a really good offensive coordinator. We've talked about this, right? Okay. Does that make him a good head coach? No. But that, I don't okay. even know if he I'm just saying he because he didn't call the plays when he was in Green no, Bay. No, but I'm saying he... like you're you're giving me examples of how other people aren't that, but you haven't told me why he is that. I, so why he, is he a leader? He got he got a team up to go beat the Green Bay Packers on the last game of the year when they yeah, had I nothing agree. to win for otherwise. Okay. I mean, yeah, to me, he and they he, swept the Packers this year, and I mean, we're we're talking about a team that's on the up and up. He's got Jared Goff looking good. Their offense looks good. Hutchinson looks legit. I mean, their team's on the up and up where our team is like, um, what, what's going to happen next year? And it's, I don't know. Like, yeah, he's raw, raw, chew knees stuff, but you know what? He's got his players attention and he's got his players love and he's got his players playing for him. Jamal Williams was crying in the post game last night over what they accomplished this year. 
Well, I never saw part, him have that much emotion with the Green Bay Packers. He 100% did, I, I and think, you know it. I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think the thing about it is, when it comes to Dan Campbell, is uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, Anthony Lynn, the old Chargers coach, who's now on the, the Niners staff, was his offensive coordinator. Uh, he saw it wasn't working. He took the playbook away from him, finished the year, and then fired him and then replaced him with the current offense coordinator, Ben Johnson, who's done a really good job. That, to me, is leadership. The fact that you're going to roll out Joe Barry for the third year in a row, apparently, and expect something to change now, it blows my mind. That's not a good leader. Right. No, I agree with that. I don't think that LaFleur is definitely doing leadership, but the Bears have the fifth worst defense in football. And that's, I mean, like, so we're talking about like all he got out of this team. They spent a, they got a bunch of guys. You said and, Bears. And, you mean Bears? The Lions. The Lions are the Bears are the worst. Actually, sorry, the Lions are the fifth worst defense in football. The Packers well, didn't do things six. against that. No, I mean like they are now. They are currently on DVOA. I'm not going stats. I'm going on the metrics versus who they had weighted. They're right now. They're they're right behind Minnesota. We put up a ton of Minnesota. Minnesota's a better overall team than the Lions, but actually not by that much. Um, I, yeah, they've gotten some stuff out of guys who, like a first-round pick, they got a first overall pick to play kind of like a third-round pick quarterback, which is nice. He wasn't the best quarterback. He was, he was pretty good, and he's got a nice receiving core. And they put a lot of time into that offensive line, and the offensive line is pretty good. And they've got well, a decent I, front I, seven, and they picked I'm, up some other John, guys. John, I'm just I'm bad. just going by the smell test, man. But that, I, that's not, not a thing. I, I saw what I saw last night, and I saw what I saw then, earlier this but, year. Yeah, but I saw what I saw in the games where they weren't playing the Packers, and and like I don't see him do anything. He just says a bunch of things that don't make any sense. And you're like, yeah, that team was good enough. They're finally they had a winning record. He's a guy. Say what you want. PJ Flex has gone to bowl games and had more than one winning season. Well, PJ Flex is kind I'm of not, a I'm better to, coach. To, I'm not here to defend Dan, Dan Campbell and yeah. say he's the next George Halas. All I know is he went into Green Bay and he made the guy across from him look like an idiot. So did Ron Rivera I mean, he, this year. To be fair, well, is I mean, the fact that, a lot of guys that's, did that's, that. That's compounding interest then, yeah. Yeah, yeah a and, lot of guys did that. That's the Sorry. overall discussion is the fact that that coach that's currently coaching the team that we cheer for is having average coaches to below average coaches beat him and out coach him. And that's a huge problem. And the fact that he said that, again, I can't get enough of this is we're going (laughs) to roll with the same people that we did this year. Yeah. Why do you expect anything to be different? Packers offense was bad this year. And you want to look at this. They played, Two games against the Bears, 32nd DVOA defense. Two games against Detroit, 28th. Two games against Minnesota, 27th. A game against the Giants, 29th. They played almost half their season playing teams that are in the bottom six in defense, and they couldn't do anything against them. No, what, what did they lost? Are you trying to help our argument, John? No, <laughs> you're, mean... see, you're doing a different argument. This is the part that, that, that's confusing you. I was saying that it doesn't matter about Campbell because I don't think it makes it. But now we're into a different point of Matt LaFleur also didn't do it. They can both be bad at this. Like we had two bad coaches, oh, but Campbell doing was that. doing better. We're, we're doing that. Two two wrongs can still be wrong, and the other thing can still be right. 
Okay, no. yeah, like at, after, Well, I made my hired, point, well, after, and now after, I'm making after, a second point. After they hired Fickle for the Badgers, that's right. Okay, got it. My my right. point is my 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 overall point, and I don't I'm not disagreeing with either of you, is the <laughs> fact that say it's a bad coach. Dan Campbell isn't a good coach. He came in to Lambeau last night with everything on the line, the Packers, I mean, and Dan Campbell handed it to Matt LaFleur. And that's what he did. He, that that team by that the Packers looked like last night looked undisciplined. Yeah, they were unenthusiastic and looked like they were ready to go home. And to me, with a four what what three or four time MVP at your your yeah. as your quarterback. Oh yeah, he was not this he year. Looked, he looked I Jared Goff, I think probably you can make the argument outplayed him. Oh in that absolutely absolutely one hundred percent. And that's yeah. sad. And that's sad. And that go that to me falls on your head coach is Aaron instead of that. with the the game on the line and your head coach waving his arms up like he's a junior varsity cheerleader, I rather have a head coach in the game ready. You know, it just he's well, not my cup of tea. I don't think he's the guy for it. He's a great regular season coach when games aren't on the line. He he's got a great overall record, but when there's a game that you need to be needs to be one i'd rather not have him lead my squad on the field yeah and john and, no, and john i and john i'm not the i'm not the hoorah dan campbell guy i just i'm i'm just trying to say like we talked about this when he was hired and the knee chomping bit and everything like that like yeah he gets a little old and stuff like that and it's it's a little outdone but there's at, at a certain point like you want some of that from your coach which you don't feel like you get from matt lafleur at all right like that 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 dude can get his dogs barking when he needs to get them barking, and they can play a game. Like, and sometimes you need that. I mean, everyone knows that back in the back in the Halcyon days of uh, Mike McCarthy, it wasn't McCarthy that got everybody up; it was Kevin Green that got everybody up. Mm-hmm. Like on the defense and offense, Kevin Green was the heart and soul of the coaching staff, and, and you're blind if you don't see that. Like that dude got everybody. I, in that glory days high school back when we were in high school and we won our state championship we had a head coach that was brilliant blah 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 whatever we had a defensive coordinator who wasn't even a teacher who used to come in on his own um recovering alcoholic used to be an all-state linebacker came in and that dude would come out there and tackle us without any pads on and i, I I'll, I'll save the name but that dude used to get us like he was the heart and soul of our team because that's who he made us who we were like you got to have someone who's heart and soul there's no heart and soul on this team and it's not the 50 million dollar quarterback who obviously wanders in and doesn't give a rat's patoot about what's going on here and i mean and and he played despite despite chris collinsworth fawning over him at every single moment (laughs) and now i understand why the entire nation hates the green bay packers now like i'm sitting here like in my common man dan cole mind going wow this is why everybody hates him because collins was like this guy look at him he's he's throwing these things and he's like he's chucking that ball five yards behind him his most his best passes last night were an underthrow robert tunyon where he had to go over top and grab him and then when he underthrew watson and Watson had to make a spectacular catch over the top again because he's underthrowing yeah. everybody. And yeah. then at the same time, Chris Collinsworth is bashing on uh, Jared Goff for underthrowing people, a dome quarterback who doesn't, it's cold, balls drop faster in the cold. He doesn't get it. 
Rogers should know this. Rogers is throwing balls at people's feet. And Chris Collins was, oh, I don't understand why Jared Goff can't get this thing right. And oh, Aaron Rodgers, the best thing ever. It's like Eli Berkovitz on Twitter. Like, hey, let's let's throw up some more videos from 2013 about this great throw that Eli Berkovitz left. Uh, look at this. Hey, look at this. That's all eight years ago. Everything eight years ago, I was running half marathons and an hour and 40 minutes. I had a sitting heart rate of 150 and a blood pressure of 100 over 70. You know, great, whatever. Things change. It's it, he's not the same person. And this team, let's talk about let's let's talk about being undisciplined. How about Razul Douglas walking down the line and swatting the ball out of the center's hand? That, well, the play was there was no play at that point. That wasn't a right. discipline thing. That was no. But then he turned around and shoved the center. Well, because the center hit him in the back, or no, it was the guard. The guard smashed yeah. him in the back for no reason. Like that. Except for the he fact shouldn't that have done it. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, even, even what the reason would work. Yeah, John, are you rigging it? Really going to stick? I, I think no, no, I no. Think... Let me. Here's what I would say. What he did was go down and hit the ball. The ref was also trying to grab the ball from the center. That wasn't crazy. In fact, the guard who hit him was tapping the center to tell him to let go of the ball. So what he did isn't even crazy. He didn't hit him right away. The guard waited a couple seconds and then smashed him in the back when the the defensive tackle on the other side stood up he just hit him and yeah you can't turn around him in the head it's a dumb play you can't do it they will always flag that and should have but you are missing the part where everybody was trying to get the ball from the center there were three different guys trying to stop the center including his teammate the guy who hit russell was also trying to tell him to let go of the ball and the referee grabbed it from him right after Razul put his hand in there because the play wasn't happening the timeout had already been called yeah. He was trying. Yeah, that part wasn't actually crazy. It was weird, but it wasn't like undisciplined. It's literally it was actually probably smarter because he was yeah. trying to prevent him from getting a practice kick. It might have been well, except he, for he, turning around the and popping that he, in the yeah. face. Like you know, if, you're, if, you're gonna, if you're going to pull that stunt and someone shoves you in the back, you just fall down. Yes, that's what he like, should have done. Don't, you're right. don't be don't be smart about it. Yeah, you know that that's like the little kid on the playground that goes up and punches a six foot six guy in the face. And then sticks around to find out what happens after that. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. gonna, if you're going to pull that kind of stunt, whatever happens happens, and just let 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 it lie. I, yeah. I, I and, think and be, if you go, no, I'm sorry, Aaron. I, I just I think if you go to the overall my, my overall thinking of this is the fact that not only is this team undisciplined, lacks leadership, but they're soft. I mean, you're missing the Wayne Simmons of this, you know, somebody like Wayne Simmons back when he played for the Packers in the yeah. mid-90s who was edgy. I mean, Porter, I wouldn't say dirty, but he played to the whistle and, and people were scared of him. I don't see that out of anybody on this team. I just no, don't. no, they're, 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 they're plenty. They're plenty edgy. They're plenty edgy, Jim. Like, uh, you know, when um, was it Dron Reed that laid the cross face across Swift as he was going down and then when the trainers came out, Quay Walker shoved him, and then uh, uh, um, Wyatt also Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt gave him a belly bump, bump just yeah. for yeah. the hell of it. Which means that's twice this year that Quay's been kicked out of a game for shoving a non-player. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it incredibly dumb. The, oh, the but we're going br- to bring back Joe Barry, though. We're going to bring back Joe Barry because <laughs> right. nothing's wrong here. There's so many problems with just. The, the, the amount of coaching errors here, like they never there's no accountability there because they never actually answer anything that's being asked of them in press conferences. 
Um, we're not going to fire people who are bad at their jobs. And there, there's just no discipline. Aaron Rodgers doesn't run the offense. Like, literally doesn't run the offense. You know what you need to do to stop Good. Aaron Rodgers? I'm glad we're going to transfer in, uh, transfer right. over into uh, transition over into yeah. people that need to be fired. Thank you. Right. Continue on with Aaron he Rodgers. He needs to so retire because that'll save us. Here. He needs to retire to save everybody the money. Um, because if we cut him, it's like a $90 million. Like, we're just done for two years, basically. It's next year. We'll have to cut that. everybody. Um, and he says he's fine with walking away. Whatever. It's the day after. It's the day of the loss. So I don't care what he says. Also, I'm not going to spend a lot of offseason thinking a minute about whether he's coming back. Um, my guess is he well, does. Well, he is, he is dating Mallory Edens, who is um, Wes Edens' daughter, the billionaire that owns the Bucks. He, so, I mean, he might be financially set now. So maybe well, he will let the Packers out. His career him. earnings are over $300 million. He is financially set without her. It doesn't mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money. I'd I'd like to take a fiftieth of it, and I'd be fine. You know, anything like I get this, but at the same time, just he was bad this year, and he isn't. The reason he got back to MVP form is Matt Lafleur actually does call a very good offense. It is a smart offense, uh, and we didn't run that offense at all this year. Uh, if you need to stop Aaron Rodgers, what you do is you cover the deepest route. It's the only one he's looking at. The deep- uh, I will I, I will uh, I will paraphrase Chris Collinsworth last night. So basically on every single play, Aaron Rodgers has two handoff options and a pass option. So he could just pass on every play if he really wanted to. He kind of does. Yeah. They need to take away the option from him because he's only got one option and they he's just going need to, throw. to take away him. Yeah. Uh, yeah but they can't now. They 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 can't. They have to do it. it. They've they've made it where this is his team. He gets to do what he wants. They hired his buddy as the quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's Tom Clements. He, he was, at, I don't know which game it was after, you know, Rogers came out on Pat McAfee or, or as I call it, the Pat back, Pat backing uh, <laughs> show like that. that he came out and said, uh, yeah, well, Tom gave me a, a good grade for that game. Well, then Tom should be fired. Yeah. That was terrible. It was a bad game. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, the the one thing and Andy Herman put it out today too. If you look at it, the last play that Rogers threw last year is the same play that he he basically threw this year. Uh, there's two fly routes and a crossing route where Alan Lazard both times it's Alan Lazard is wide open. Mm-hmm. Last year he throws in a double coverage to Devonte Adams and end of the season. Uh, this year he throws in a double coverage for Watson pick end of the season. Like it the same thing. Both times, the first down is wide open if he would just take it. Like, clearly, they're running a blitz. You can see it the whole way. Aaron Rodgers 10 years ago kills the blitz. This time, he played hero ball. The whole season was hero ball. And it was frustrating to watch because... Except for four four games. Four games, it wasn't hero ball. Right. We've talked about the stats on this, and I wrote it for last word on sports. Yeah. When Aaron is not the focal point of the offense, when they are run first or, you know, like... When they run more than they throw, this team was 4-0. What? Only four times did they do that. And you know what? If I know that stat, somebody in that organization knows that stat and knows that when they throw more than they run, they are 4-9. and 4-9. and well, nine. well, in summer last night, as he was laying in a pile of money next to his billionaire heiress uh, girlfriend, <laughs> he was watching the TV and watching the highlights going, my God. How does Tom Brady make it this long? It's because Tom Brady throws for the first down. Yes. Always. 
Yeah, he take he takes what's there, and he, yeah, we've talked about it. Like I said, the yeah. best way is like, you know, um, Peyton Manning was great. Knew when it was done, and he had to adjust, and then knew when he was just completely done, and, and had to walk away. Tom Brady knew when it, you know, like knew when to walk away. Tom, like he left on top. Tom Brady mm-hmm. knew when it was great. Uh, knew when he had to adjust his game. Doesn't know when to walk away. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was great. Doesn't know how to adjust his game and doesn't know when to walk away. Like he's just all he's just just gonna uncork yeah. that thing down the left side. Straight Let's on do down. it, boys. Everybody run down the left side. Let's go. I can still throw it sixty. Yeah, you you see it you see it week in and week out that uh, you know it, it's it's all about him and the fact that his coach doesn't have the backbone to call him out on it and you just proved it by the stats he gave on the you know going four and zero when the offense isn't run through him mm-hmm. and it should be the tight was it four and zero four and zero when and when four and nine when they don't and it's just it's. And it's not a a function of like oh when they're losing he has to throw no in every one of those games where they they were running first they did that early and they were running first early and stayed with it and in every one of those games where they were passing heavy they were close games and he continued to throw more and more and more because like both Detroit games he threw more than he passed the first one way more than the last one actually um, and that's the one where he threw three picks. Because he's just to he's me, just gonna chuck it. He looks like he ma- it matters to him more to win MVPs than it does to win Super Bowls. And and, mm-hmm. and and the last coach that actually gave him any guff was McCarthy. And and back in the day when he was younger and just Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers that we came to love and know, and was quirky and fun and could throw a ball fifty yards on a laser between two defenders to Jordy Nelson. That was all fun and games, but like then that's the thing is that towards the end of the, the end of the McCarthy run, it was like McCarthy ran out of like M- McCarthy used to be able to like kind of put him in his place, mm-hmm. and then that ran out, and now there's no one to put him in his place. Like there, it's it's him. Well, and he famous... runs the team. Aaron Rodgers runs the team. Just... There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Go ahead, Jim. He's oh, he's yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Jimmy had something. No, I, no, I just I think he, I agree with Aaron. They he cut him off at the knees. Good against um, Ball. Uh, the fact that what is it, fifty nine point six million? He's guaranteed next year. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. why sign a guy to a contract like that? I mean, and and it's guaranteed. You've just put yourself in a huge hole, and your your quarterback that you selected. Well, three years ago or four years ago hasn't seen he's played one game his rookie year when when Rogers had COVID and you don't know if he can play I, I just at this point they would be better off going with love and I hate saying that because the fact not because I think Rogers is a swell guy it's just you're taking a chance on a four-time MVP is it four times yeah four times now yep that you know who's playing undisciplined football and is also hurting hurting your salary cap for bringing in players mm-hmm. you know I, I i it's the fact that rogers came out and said you know green bay is an a vacation uh, destination uh so they want to come here and play with me well where are these players either <laughs> you're blocking them with your contract or nobody wants to play with you because you seem more interested in winning mvps than winning i mean you games. you had you had the best receiver in football and he left. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. He he left he left you, and then everyone was like, "Well, we have fun in Las Vegas." He put up all pro numbers again this year, and then with, killed my fantasy team by having two catches right. in week with, with Stidham and Stidham at the end too. Like he, uh. Devontae Adams was still Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers. I even wrote, I wrote down a couple things here about like. The, like I was the biggest Aaron Rodgers supporter for the longest time because I liked him. I liked his style and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. But the disappointment down the down the down the, the line here, and I in an earlier rant that I had about how Collinsworth was knocking golf about throwing things at people's feet. There were a couple drop passes, but at the same time, like I said, that Tunyon and the Chris uh, the the Watson Watson catch that were they had to come back to get it. Those are mm-hmm. garbage throws. Like he could have thrown them longer and they would have been just fine. Like those receivers made it happen. And even the Lazard touchdown, like Lazard had that dude beat to the left side of the end zone and he threw it so far to the right that the D back still had a chance to make a play on the ball. But Lazard still caught, still caught it. Like it, yeah, it, he, he was running towards the back left corner and, Rogers shorted it by about five yards. Like I, I, I don't I mean, fifty million dollars for Tyler Tyler Heine, Taylor Heineke sort of performance is not acceptable. Like well, that's... I mean the fact that I think you know, and John's article has proven this, and I'll say it again is he can still be a, a very solid quarterback within the system, which yes. he's refusing to play in. And again, to me, that goes back to the head coach, but it also goes back to the organization for just laying down and letting 12 come in and do whatever he wants. I mean, that's the worst thing for this team is every time that Rogers, I almost said Aaron, but I didn't want you to think I meant you, Aaron. Is that Rogers? (laughs) It's like, because there's no problems with you. Uh, The worst thing is when Rogers is comfortable because like, when they were four and eight, then Rodgers buckles in. I mean, they they ran more of the offense. They looked better in several of those games than they did in a lot of the other stuff. The offense was still not great. and But the minute they were eight and eight, I mean, it was done because he was back to being comfortable. He's like, I got this now. I can do what I want again. And and then he couldn't because it's, you know, he killing the team by forcing some of these things. And just, and, and you know what? Saying that he just isn't the guy he used to be and that all good things must end doesn't mean I hate Rodgers or that I don't appreciate everything he's been for this team. None of us hated watching him play. I I think the aggravating thing right now is he can still be a very productive quarterback if he would just put aside his ego in wanting to be an MVP again and just putting up solid numbers and winning ballgames. It's just... It's 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 mind blowing. I mean, it's the fact is, then why even have Aaron Jones on your roster and pay him right. that much money if you're not going to utilize him the way you should? Are we well, really? Deguara and and, and, and uh, AJ Dillon in the we were in the red zone and running out of shotgun from the five. Yeah, it's just everything well, that they've done when when Gutekunst and I'm not a huge Gutekunst fan, but the fact that what he did in those draft, you know, those drafts. And even with the love thing, put that aside, which I still don't understand, but the Guara, <laughs> AJ Dillon, and brought in these guys to run your head coach's system that they've totally ditched, except for four games, to 
run shotgun uh, most of the time. You know, AJ Dillon shouldn't be in you know in formations out of shotgun. It just he's it's not a fit. But if they were running out of the scheme that Lafleur learned under um, Shanahan, Mike Kyle's dad, they would be <laughs> fine. But they just he won't do it. He won't accept it. And if it's the fact of he him changing plays at the line of scrimmage, take that away from him. And if he keeps doing it, then you got to do what you got to do as a head coach. But I don't think this head coach, it he this head coach is so far removed from Mike Holmgren or even Mike McCarthy. It's it's in that especially the McCarthy thing towards the end, it, it just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Well, and this might be a much, a much bigger ethereal thing. Um, John, John shows up to all the owners meetings every year. So maybe uh, he, can, he, can, he can speak to this. Um, how much of it is that Aaron Rodgers is just a cash cow? I mean, it was proven by the fact that instead of playing the Packers game at the same time as a Seattle Rams game, they put him on Sunday night instead. Mm-hmm. knowing full well what the repercussions would be if Seattle actually won. If it's, they would have played at the exact same time, it would have been probably much more exciting. Yeah. You know, but um, in, instead the, the Packers have sunk so much money into uh, the hinterland or whatever they call that, where the tubing hill is next door with the skating rink and the skating track and all that other stuff. Like how much are the Packers just, holding on to Aaron Rodgers because he draws in the money. None so at all. they can, I mean, no, quite, sure quite you... honestly, not at all. Um, the, the, the reason they're on there is because there are three national fan bases. I mean, there are three fan bases that exist nationally and they're the Cowboys, the Packers and the Steelers. There's a couple other ones just below that kind of subnational little groups, you know, like uh charger, not charger. I'm sorry. Uh, Chiefs are one of those teams that's in there. That's got like a good national following, but I mean, Packers move the needle, and it's not that they're beholden to Rodgers. Titletown District is paying for itself. Um, it makes money. That place makes money hand over fist. The whole thing. They own the land the Cabela's is on way out even further. Uh, the Packers organization makes money. They print money. Uh, they, they're they one of the three largest fan bases in football. The reason they're on TV isn't just Aaron Rodgers. It's because the Packers draw a crowd uh, whenever they're on, and that's why... They did mention something like that at the owners' meeting. I, 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 again, I didn't go this year, but my dad was at it, and they said you don't. Somebody asked like, "Why can't we play more noon games? I'd rather watch at noon." And they said, "Well, you don't want to be on at noon because that means your team's no good to watch." The Packers aren't because first off, everybody wants to watch this team. Aaron, you're not going to stop watching when they're bad in you know a year or two, or when they were bad no, this year. Just, you watch this year. Do you think? In- <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, John, but do you really think what were they nine and eight going into last night? Eight and eight. Eight and eight, yeah. Eight and eight. If they're they're eight and eight going into to last night's game, do you think that they're gonna be on prime time if it's Jordan Love at quarterback and not Aaron Rodgers? If there's a playoff game on the line, yes. Yeah. Wow. No, I, no, I don't no. agree. They, they, but would have, they, they would have been three o'clock versus Seattle. Maybe. It probably should have been anyhow. They would have put the Jacksonville game on. Which Sunday. one of you wasn't going to watch it if it would have been on a different time? Well, we're Packers fans. That's, right. That's the point. That's the different. Packers fan base is gigantic. It's not just the casual fans they bring in from other teams. The the Packers draw it in. I mean, the entire state of Minnesota watches every Packer game. Uh, <laughs> they, they will go get the Sunday package so they can watch the Packers instead of the Vikings. You know, No, I mean... 
the Packers are a national group, and that's the thing. Is like, yeah, I mean, remember, the Packers were sold out through the 70s. The Packers were sold out through the 80s. Those were terrible teams, and they always drew a crowd, and they were always – They always drew a crowd, but they didn't make any national football games. No, not as many, but, I, I mean, like, they were always – I think – I think 12, you know, brings it up another level. I mean, just having him on there. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just, I have a hard time believing that that game would be on national TV if Aaron Rodgers wasn't under center. But I don't know. I mean, I just, it depends on what the other games are. At this In this one, the game that should have been there, even without Rodgers, is still the, the Tennessee-Jacksonville game. But nobody wants correct, to watch yeah. either of those teams, which is the problem. Um they're, they're just they don't have a big following nationally in any way, which is why they put them the the big game on Saturday. No, I think you're really underselling that man. Like they 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 put that game on Sunday night because of Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't because of the Packers. It was because of Aaron Rodgers, and that was that was obvious at the end of the game when Detroit won, and then they kept the camera on Aaron Rodgers, and um, uh. Well, and I think Collinsworth bought into that. I remember uh, when you were talking about Collinsworth late in the game, he makes a comment that Rodgers is carrying this team on his back. Which is the opposite. What are you watching? Which was completely wrong. No, him and Randall. They kept the camera on him and Randall Cobb for almost four minutes at the end of the game after Detroit won. They followed Rodgers and Cobb up the tunnel. Yeah, because Detroit's not a good story. It just is. I mean, like that's just, that's the the point would, of it. Would they, would it's because they, they were there would, for the would, Packers. Would they have kept the camera on Jordan Love after the game up the tunnel? Maybe. I mean, like if it was his last. I mean, like you're, you're, there's a lot going on there. You can't just say like it's straight up and down. They would have if this was the same scenario, and it's a different quarterback. Yes, because they did it when Rodgers was nobody. You know, we had night games and all that when Rodgers was nobody, and we're like. They're going to be nothing without Favre. They're going to be nothing without Favre. And then they were still the, one of the three most watched teams in football. They had the highest ratings because people still watch the Packers everywhere. And, that, I mean, like, that's a thing. Um, the reason they put them on there wasn't because, you know, like, they tried to make the deal of, oh, they're doing it because they're trying to get the Packers in the playoffs. Like, no, they're doing it because the Packers make money for everybody. And when Rodgers is gone, they will, I mean, they're not going to be as good. Uh, and they're, and they're imagine, they're, yeah, imagine they're, they're going to find a third quarterback to do this is is crazy, and it's going to be unfair to Jordan Love to try to ask him to be that. But I mean, the Packers as an organization continue to be highly watched. Yeah, they'll be highly watched, but I'm they're they're not going to flex games to Sunday night for Jordan Love. No, not unless they're in the playoffs. If it's a playoff hunt, they will. That's what me and Jim are saying. Like, right, but they not, only flex this one they're, they're, because they're it was a playoff gonna, game. If if this team was, uh, if they'd lost, yeah, the but week you before, said that if they were going to do the right thing, then they would have that Sunday night game would have been the Titans, uh, Jaguars, right? But playing for something, but they were going to make more money because it's Packers. Because there's no, like I said, there's no national base for Jacksonville. They barely get watched in Jacksonville. I mean, it's, it's a super small fan base. Uh, that was the issue. Is they want to put on big. I mean, why do the Cowboys keep getting stuff when they're getting rolled by teams? Or, or we, I mean, like the Cowboys are always going to be a national because, again, even when they're bad, they're going to draw a crowd. Because I mean, also we'll watch them because people will hate watch the Cowboys like they hate watch the Packers. I I, I don't think that we're arguing that. The Packers no, I don't think we're arguing that much. I just you know, 
I, I think the big yeah. point is like there's still going to be a huge crowd. I think if if the Packers walked into this one and they were already seven and nine, uh, this would not have been late, regardless of whether Aaron was about to retire. This would not have been the late game because there was no playoff implications to it. No, no. What, what I had said in the first place noon. was that what I what I had said in the first place is that's reason why Gunkus went ahead and signed him to that giant contract was to keep twelve around because twelve's a cash cow. And he's gonna he's gonna bring in money for the Packers. Yeah, but I'm, and I don't know I, how much it is. He makes money, but I mean, they make money with with everything they own. Like the the money they make on on Titletown District and and the other things that they do uh, and and ticket sales and the TV contracts, which are not based on how many people view, but that's I mean, it's shared revenue. The stuff that they make in the store and their personal revenues aren't tied to Rogers. They're tied to people being at games. For the most so part, they, and, they don't make and the tour they, stuff—they don't, they don't, they don't make sales off Aaron Rodgers jerseys. Well, they do, but that's such a small part of what they make. It's minuscule compared to the amount of money they make. So it, the Packers really, will be just fine when Aaron Rodgers leaves. Financially, they will be completely fine. Well, I mean, they'll be financially fine, but like, well, that's the cash cow argument, though. They will be financially. That, that's the same. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yes. that's the reason why they—they're giving him fifty million dollars a year. I and think hand, it's an investment and, hand, and, hand, and, hand, and handcuffing the rest of the organization is because it makes more sense for them financially to keep Aaron Rodgers around than to let him go. I think they're just afraid that they won't win without an MVP quarterback. And he was at his height. He had a high bargaining power and he turned it into a situation where they didn't bargain well. Um, they're going to, they really do looking at the financials, the, the, the amount that is tied to Aaron Rodgers is, is really minuscule compared to what they make. That also goes back to an argument that you can make on the fact that maybe their president is spending so much time being a land developer where maybe he should be a president <laughs> of a football team. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. That's just my point. But, uh, I mean, I get what oh, you're saying. No, but... no. Jim, I love you. Yeah, well, that's a fair point know. to say, I guess. I, I don't know my thoughts on that yet. I haven't developed those, but that's a fair point to think about as where is he spending well, if his we time? had a, if we had another hour i would let you know what i thought <laughs> think of mark murphy right so. all right yeah, well, well this we'll, is gonna we'll we'll, we'll we'll see how great that title town district is when they go four and 12 with whoever next year okay so. well we want to thank jim we are we are running in a time here uh, unfortunately so we want to make sure we're saying thank you to jim uh for joining us again thank you this guys is, this has been a very expanded thing and a lot of good stuff coming out of this. And uh, we definitely appreciate having you. Everybody go to last word and NFL Packers. You type in just last word on NFL Packers. It'll take you right to his, the Packers page. You'll see his articles. Uh, fantastic work. And John's. Yeah. And, and yours. Yes, you, you can see forget. mine too. But I'm pushing yours because I can talk about me anytime. And I want to make sure people see your stuff. It's fantastic wow, work you. as well. Um, but yeah, that's we've gone a good hour on Packers at this point and we need to make sure we're finding somewhere yeah. to talk about other things. We will try to do a more complete season wrap up for the actual uh, Requiem for a season. But as far as talking about Packers this week, uh, I think we'll just wrap this into this one and we'll say thank you again for another wonderful week of talking Wisconsin sports. Uh, remember to follow us. Uh, Jim Widener 51, the numbers five and one cheddar talk, not so at not so humble host again and at scotty johnny pod remember of course as well that whether you are on the town or on the go it is always on wisconsin
This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.